podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is Lewis Hart for Boxing Social in association with Freebets.com, Empire Fights on Forged Irish Stout. Delighted to be joined in Liverpool with Callum Smith. Um, as I said, boxing's back in Liverpool. Um, another big, big fight for Natasha Jonas taking on Michaela Meyer. Um, we just seen Steve Clark putting this top, top performance. Um, how do you sort of uh, look back at boxing being back in the city and uh, a big, big performance from Steve and hopefully one for Jonas? Yeah, it's good. It's obviously good to have shows in, back in the city. No, I'm proud to be from the city and I'm proud to have brought big, big shows here myself. So it's good to come as a spectator and be able to sit and watch and enjoy them. And it's good to see Steve Clark get off to to the winning start in his debut I thought he performed well good to see my brother Stephen starting his coaching career as well with him so it's a, it's a journey I'll keep a close eye on and obviously I'm a big big Tasha Jonas fan Tasha Jonas fan I've been a friend of her for many many years now from, from the amateur days and stuff so it's good to see her performing at the highest level and I think she's in a tough fight tonight but a fight she, she comes out on top Absolutely. Now, this week I've asked the question to, I suppose, all your other three brothers, and it's very rare we'll get a family that have achieved so much in the boxing game and done so much for a city like yourself, Stephen, Paul, and Liam. Do you ever get time to look back and, and realise that you know, this will, it may never get replicated again? Um, not really. I think when you're in the moment, you're kind of just always chasing. And I think as a as a as a fight and a sports person, you're never really satisfied you're always just chasing and you always want more regardless of what you achieve and I think that's been the case for the four of us and we've never actually probably took time to sit back and realise what we have actually achieved I think because you're always wanting more I think maybe when we're all done we'll sit back and realise what, what we have managed to do but at the time now I think we're still always trying to add to what we've achieved and you know, fingers crossed we can add a little bit more before we're done Definitely, and I suppose we'll touch on on the main talking point. Um, it's been about seven days now since you before, since you came up short against Artur Baturbiev. Um With it being a week um, and having sort of this week to digest, look back on things. Um, how do you reflect on on that performance against Baturbiev? Um Look, it is what it is. I try not to think about it too much, but it's hard not to. And think, no, I still haven't watched the full fight back yet. I've seen a lot of clips, but it's just one of them. You when you. Former world champion, I always believed I was the best in the world, and I get back to where I was, and to come up short, it's hard to hard to accept. It's like a, like a spoiled kid, really. If I'm not if I'm not the best, then no, I'm not happy. So it, it's one of them. But no, I say the better man on the night won. It was a it was a good fight while it lasted. I believe. I believe I, I no, there's parts I done well, parts not so well. But I think that's just boxing for you. You've got to just accept it and move on. You mentioned there about accepting that you aren't the best and there is someone better than you. How hard is that for yourself to to to, to understand that you know I was just beaten by a great fighter that you know may be greater than me? Is that a hard thing for you to accept? Yeah, definitely. Because I think if I was to have a rematch tomorrow, I'd still walk the ring believing I could beat him. I think it's just at the highest level. It's always the the smallest of differences what make. Not the difference between winning and losing, and he was the better man on that night. He, he, he tactically probably got a little bit better and probably performed a little bit better. And I say there's no excuses from me on the night. Do I believe I can beat him? Yeah, 100%. I do believe I can beat him, but I didn't. And I say there's no excuses from my part. He, we both went over there, we both got in there, and he performed a little bit better and, and managed say, to, to get the win. So I think in sport it is hard accepting losing, but as a man, you learn over the years to just take your, take your loss like a man. and say accept it and move on and look for reasons why I lost and try and say fix it and, and come back a better fighter. 
And I know it's a hard question for me to ask because one's about a week away and, you know, the other, and obviously the Canelo fight was about sort of three or four years ago. How does those sort of the feelings from the Canelo fight to, to this fight now, is there much of a, a difference in feeling when, you know, world losing that world level is, is a really, really hard thing to deal. So is there sort of much difference in feeling? How, and how would they sort of compare? I think it was, it's different. The Canelo fight was it was devastating because it was my first time I'd ever lost. I lost my world title and I felt like you know, my world come crashing down. But I think it was a little bit... Because I'd moved up in weight after it and changed training, it was kind of easy to accept that I had new goals and new challenges. I was a light heavyweight after that fight. So it was easy to kind of put it away I think if I was to come back as a super middleweight and enter a weight division where I kind of knew someone had beat me and was ranked higher than me it would probably be a little bit tougher but I knew that was my time at 168 done and I was moving up whereas this one's tough because like I say I believed I was I set goals to become a 2-8 world champion and I still haven't quite achieved that so it, it, it's it's never easy to take losing's hard and you get people who say oh yeah you lost to Canelo or you lost to Betterbet but it doesn't really make it any easier I think when you yeah, at that level and you've been a world champion you always believe you're going to come out on top and you never really envision sitting here as a loser so it's tough let's say you've got to come to terms with it but you know, I'm a man I, I, I learn to you know, celebrate with a win but you, you take your loss like a man as well and you are talking in an interview there with seconds out. Um, I know you said no excuses, and you know, as I said, I'm not trying to make excuses for you. But in the interview with seconds out, you talked about the inactivity. Um, I think it was sort of as you said, 17 months out of the ring, um, and even think since the move up to light heavyweight in September 2021, you obviously had the Castillo fight, then the Border Lake fight in August 2022. Having and I know it's not you know not your fault because you obviously planned a fight in March of 23 and then August of 23. But do you feel like you got the, the inactivity for yourself did catch up to you? Yeah, definitely. Like I say, not just in this fight. I think the inactivity over the last however many years has, has probably hindered me career in terms of being at me at me peak or at my absolute best. I think I was always kind of fighting against a bit of ring rust and stuff. And even when I was winning, so it's not just because I lost, even when I was winning, I probably wasn't performing to the best of my ability because to the inactivity. I think someone said to the day, I think it's now I'm fighting seven years or something, which is horrendous considering how active I was earlier on in my career. And no, I lost to Canelo in, I think, December 2020, and then that was my third fight since, do you know what I mean? So it's not really ideal, but you you, you know you play with the cards you're dealt, and I was never going to pull out of the fight, or you know, I tried to speak to my promotional team to get a fight in the interim when the August fight was postponed, and that fell on deaf ears, to be honest with you. So it, say it wasn't ideal, but you kind of still got in there with full belief that I was good enough to do it. You kind of... Although you know ring rust is a thing, you always believe you're, you're good enough to kind of override, so to speak. And I have been so far in the past, but no, I do think you know, to, to win at the very highest level, you need to be at your absolute best. And I think say, the, the, the inactivity probably hindered me a little bit, but I say, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses. I got in there and I've won, coming off long layoffs as well, so it's not, it's not an excuse. It's just, like I say, a, probably reason why I wasn't at my absolute best. When it comes to someone like Baturbiev as well, and the, the narrative is that he is this monster, he's this killer. Um, with that being said, and that all gets said in the media, was there anything that surprised you when you got in the ring with him? Um, no, not to be honest with you. Say more like tactically, when he, he got me on the ropes, I expect him to try and take me out, and he wasn't. He was kind of throwing a lot of like 50, 60% shots and just kept throwing them, and it was hard to kind of slip and move. He just kept kept throwing and kept throwing, and it was hard to 
sort of catching counter with them. So I think tactically that was probably a little bit surprising. I, said I was expecting one or two, three big bombs to try and take me out, which he kind of normally throws, so maybe that was tactically on his, his part. I'm not too sure, but in terms of everything else, it wasn't overly overly surprising when I was in there. What I'm not saying, I, just, I think you just kind of know you're in there with a good fighter. I knew he was a good fighter going in there, and I say my, my opinion's still the same. When it comes to accountability, um, and yourself, you said no excuses and no accountability. Um, is that an important thing where no matter how camp went, whether it, well, you know, I'm not speaking for you, but whether camp went good for you, whether camp went bad for you, you understand that you know you went in the ring there, and you know that was your choice to get in the ring, no matter yeah, how it would have gone. I'm a big believer in that. I say you, a lot of camps don't go as planned as a fighter. I think when you're putting your body through it every day, you do get injuries, niggles, some are worse than others. But the minute you step through the ropes, you leave all your excuses in the changing rooms and no, I've been there before where I've had terrible camps and performed well or I've had great camps and underperformed you kind of just you learn to just get on with it was camp great wasn't the best camp I've ever had but I was in good shape I was I was, I was no I was fit I think we've seen on the scales I was in good physical shape so it is what it is I say there's a lot of things that come into it on the night and it's just whoever performs better at that time and he obviously performed better than me and no, got, got the win when it comes to what's next, um, it's a question that has obviously has been sort of been floated around this week. Um, and you spoke about you know, being it hard to accept that you, you know you aren't the best, and in boxing you want to have the motivation to be the best. That's why you start in the game. Um, with that sort of trying to accept that now, what is the motivation for you to continue? I just want to be a two-eight world champion, and I believe that'd be sitting here one now, and I'm not. So it's hard to. It's hard because I wanted to get in and get out probably the earlier than what I'm in now um, but to walk away and not having to achieve what I set out to do is a little bit tough as well so I'd say it's a little bit raw at the minute I'm going to take some time away with the family and then we'll decide what, what fights are out there for me and what motivation I've got to, to get back in there and achieve achieve me, me, me goals which I've set out to do so, so I'm not making any decisions I'm not retiring but I just need to see what see what motivates me and what fights are out there for me. What fights that could be out there for you? We did see Eddie Hearn and Frank Warren, you know, shake hands on a five versus five. Um, the common thing is everyone said Callum Smith fans in the yard. Um, with that potentially looking, you know, over in Saudi Arabia, is that something that you would be interested in? Yeah, that's a fight. I said it's a good fight. I think outside the champions, it's one of the better fights in the division. So it's definitely a fight that that would motivate me compared to most of them. I say we'll take some time away and then we'll come back and we'll see what the options are, are out there for me but that definitely is one if it's still there when, no, when the time's right then it's definitely a fight that can be made ideally it'd be better if there was a world title on the line but no, they all seem to be tied up with better Bevan Bivol at the minute so I think it's definitely a good fight outside of the champions Absolutely Callum I want to say thank you for taking time to speak to me really really appreciate catching up with you and as I said you know It'd be hard for you to sort of, it'd be easy for you to say no to me considering what's happened in the past week. So I appreciate you uh, sort of facing the cameras and, and facing the questions that I had. So I appreciate it, mate. Thank you. And uh, all the best for the future, mate, or whatever may hold, mate. Top man. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Sports Social Podcast Network.